How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 103 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and I feel a little too chipper after just watching an A's loss in a game that took very long time. But, uh, you know, it's fine. You, you can't win them all. It's okay. Uh, it, it was a fun game, even though it lasted literally forever. But uh, I feel like at the end of the day, we got to watch Matt Chapman and Mike Trout kind of go at it. A little bit, you know, not, not like uh, Ramon Laureano and the Astros bench, you know, on the baseball field, they were just trading blows and it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Mania's struggles. We got no news on Laureano's suspension just yet. That's probably coming on Tuesday. Uh, I pulled some of the locked on hosts and said, hey, what do you think he's going to get? So I'll go through that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, there's also a report of a bubble playoff system. So uh, we'll go into all that stuff. Um yeah, but first, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter, and I am trying a new format today. I'm going to talk a little bit about the whole AL West in general in the second half. So uh, let me know what you guys think of that, how it works, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, uh, all that stuff. So please do that at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Just uh, email me your thoughts and, uh, you know, what else do you want from the show? So, uh, yeah, let's get into it, you guys. Manaya, I'm going to start with the, the bad, I guess, and Shamanaya was not great. His final line was two and two-thirds innings pitched. He had seven hits allowed. He gave up four earned runs, walked three guys, and struck out a batter. So uh, that's a plus. This, uh, this outing rates his ERA to nine, which is not great. I, I don't know what the problem is with him at this point. I don't know that he knows what the problem is at this point. In each of his outings, he's gone fewer innings pitched each time out, which is definitely not a great trend. He started with 4.2, went to 4.1, went to 3, I believe, and then uh, he got 2.2 today, so uh, not not great. Um, in his post-game interview, I was watching it on TV, and it didn't seem like he had a real good grasp on what he's doing wrong or what he could improve on. It's like, you know, I, I feel good, so that's a plus. And, uh, you know, as an A's fan, that's a little bit concerning because, uh, you know, you... I, I tweeted this out. I really want to see Shamanaya do well. Not, I don't care about the A's or, you know, his statistics or anything like that. Shamanaya is a great person, and I root for him because of that. Uh, I don't know if I've shared this story on this podcast before, but um, I did some media work with the A's a couple of years ago, just, you know, writing random stories and whatnot. And I was just sitting on the A's bench, you know, during batting practice, and I'm nobody. You know, he I, I've been around a little bit, but not that much. And he just came up, and I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, I'm doing pretty good, Shamanaya. Th- thank you. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not a real talkative guy in those situations because I don't belong there at all. So for him to come up and just be like, hey, how are you doing? Not knowing who I am, just knowing that I'm, you know, media. Uh, I thought that that was really cool. And so there's always a soft spot in my heart for uh, Shamanaya. He just seems like a genuinely good guy. And I, I hope for the best for him, uh, you know, just on the baseball field or otherwise. Uh, he's a happy guy. And I want to see him do well. Anyways, uh, the game, teams were exchanging blows the entire game. Uh, Angels wound up winning 10-9 to on a Mike Trout home run in the bottom of the eighth, and Mike Trout has been just on fire since he became a father. Uh, I tweeted out from my personal account that uh, since he became a father, he now has superpowers, which just seems unfair because he was already the best player maybe ever to play the game. But uh, Mike Trout, since becoming a father and returning, this is in seven games, he has a 367 batting average with a 1373 OPS. So, you know, he's just going all kinds of crazy at this point. He has six home runs and 10 RBI in that span. And uh, to show you that this is not just Mike Trout being Mike Trout, this is Father Trout being as good as he is right now. He, he was hitting below 
300 before he became a father, like some sort of chump off the street. Now he's hitting 367. He's Papa Trout. He's uh, he's fun to watch, I must say, um, even though if he's crushing the A's. The other part of this game was obviously Matt Chapman just going fucking bonkers. He had uh, two home runs and a triple on his first three at-bats. He ended up with six RBI on the night. Just a, a crazy night. He went three for five in the game. Um, yeah, I... And he also had a, a great web gem as well. Are they still called web gems? He had a great defensive play. I don't know if web gems still exist. Does baseball tonight exist? I don't know. I don't watch ESPN anymore. Sorry, ESPN. Uh, but you don't cover baseball very well. Anyways, um, so yeah, Matt Chapman was fantastic. And after his second home run, or at some point, I was like, this is, we're, we're watching him make an MVP case right now, going toe-to-toe with Mike Trout. Mike Trout won the game. Uh, but I think that Matt Chapman had the better nights overall, and both players currently have a 0.6 war, according to Fangraphs. It's an even race. I think that Matt Chapman's defense could help him in the race if the stats are kind of close offensively. So I feel like when we watch the A's and the Angels battle out, you know, throughout the course of the rest of the season, we are really watching the case for the AL MVP being made before our eyes this year. I know that, you know, uh, Aaron Judge is doing well. Nelson Cruz is hitting dingers, but he doesn't play defense. Aaron Judge, maybe. We'll see. Um, but these two players bring a little bit more to the table, I feel like. I don't know the Judge is pretty good offensively and defensively as well, but uh, unlike the Yankees. So screw them. It's happening in the West when the Angels and the A's play each other. So uh, that that's my take. That's what we're going with. And uh, that's the facts, I guess. So in the second half of this uh, episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what happened around the AL West. That, that's the change that I was talking about. I don't know why I was dragging that out. Just uh, what happened in the AL West uh, in each given night and, you know, little stories and stuff uh, just to give you guys a little bit more updated on baseball in general, but most specifically in the division and whatnot, because uh, there is some fun stuff that happened. Maybe I picked a good night to do it. I don't know. And then I uh, go through the standings and the rundown just because, you know, it's fun to keep up with things, I guess. And it's a short season. So uh, even though we're only a couple weeks into the season, it matters more. So uh, I'm doing that. That's that's the change. But uh, I'm not doing that right now. Instead, I'm going to talk about Ramon Laureano not being suspended yet, but maybe tomorrow, uh, probably tomorrow. And I'm going to start this off by saying that uh, I thought that it was funny that Susan Slusser tweeted out that Major League Baseball is going through a bunch of materials, you know, the audio and the visuals from their altercation on Sunday afternoon. And uh, they were going through a lot of stuff, and there's just so much to go through to determine what the actual penalty should be. And uh, they're like, yeah, so, so it'll probably be Tuesday. And then Bob Nightingale comes out here and he tweets, Oakland Athletics Ramon Laureano is expected to receive a lengthy suspe- suspension as early as this afternoon by MLB. But also, Cintron's going to get one too. And uh, I just thought that was really funny because uh, it had just been reported by a credible re- reporter that that wasn't going to happen this early. And, uh, you know, Bob Nightingale staying true to himself. Good, good on you, Bob. Um, anyways, back to the actual suspension news. Uh, there, there is no news. Again, no news. But in speculation, I pulled the locked on hosts from the baseball side and was like, hey, how long do you guys think he's going to get? Because in my head, I'm like, he's going to get like 15 and I'm terrified of that because uh, that's a really lengthy suspension. So I asked everybody and uh, I got a wide range of answers here. Uh, one person said three to four games. One said 14. And I don't know if they were trolling me or not. But um, that was the outlier, was the, the 14. Somebody said four to five games, another said seven, another said six. So if it's roughly a week, I think that that's okay, honestly. Uh, I know that it should probably be less than Joe Kelly's just because he didn't do any of the things that Joe Kelly did, but he did, you know, break the uh, touching guidelines and whatnot. No touching. Um, so that's a downer, I guess. But 
because Joe Kelly's a pitcher and he got eight games, I feel like it should be less because of that. Um, and also he was goaded into it. So that there's that, that's a whole nother issue, but you know, whatever. Um, also Cintron should be gone for the rest of the season. Anyways, I don't know what the suspension is going to be. I don't want it to be 10 games or more. That'd be kind of terrible. But if they were going to suspend him for a week and that started tomorrow, obviously he'd be able to appeal it and whatnot, but he could like start sitting out a couple of games and be like, Hey, I served a couple and now we're going to, you know, appeal. And now it's down to like four or whatever. That'd be great. Um, but they're facing the angels and the, uh, giants. And then they got the diamondbacks for four. So if they're going to do it for a week, it's not a bad week to do it because they can beat these teams without Ramon Laureano. I think, uh, the angels probably be the toughest of the group and all that stuff. But uh, I, I feel like the main issue is going to be whether or not Chris Davis can get hot or somebody else can get hot because Ramon Laureano has been the A's best player offensively. And I know that Matt Chapman's like Johnny Flame right now or whatever, but over the course of the season, I mean that Laureano has been the A's best player, uh, both offensively and defensively, according to War. not Maybe not defensively, but, you know, overall player, he's the best. And uh, good for him. And his present or his absence will be felt. And, uh, you know, they, they got to make it up somehow. And I feel like this, you know, unlike the Astros rallying cry of we cheated to win a World Series and now everybody hates us. So it's us against the world. Uh, this is an actual rallying cry where, uh, you know, this is uh, BS and we need to make amends and not fall out of the standings. That's a rallying cry. That's how you do rallying cries, Houston. Anyway, before I go off on a Houston tangent, uh, because I have no control over when when that happens, I'm just going to plug the second half here and then do some ads. Uh, in the second half, I'm going to do, uh, like I said, the breakdown of what happened in the AL West and their games. we got a couple of games to go over. And then uh, just what the bubble playoffs are and what the reports are saying that they could entail. So uh, that's coming up in the second half. Be sure to stay tuned. But first, here's a word about how you can get some cheap CBD MD from CBDMD.com. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for the muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and Vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com promo code locked on MLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Alrighty, we are back in what we like to call the second segment. And uh, yeah, before we get into it, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And a reminder, uh, this is a new thing, so let me know if you guys like it. It's gonna, I'm gonna work on it and stuff. I'll give it like a week or something like that, and then uh, assess from there. But I like knowing more about baseball. I like the A's a lot. They're my team. But I also know like to know more about what's going on in the baseball world. And so uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that too. So uh, yeah, let me know at uh, LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But first, before I get into that stuff, I'm going to talk about the bubble playoffs because uh, it, it seemed like a big deal. And then the article was like, yeah, this is what might happen. I don't know. So uh, Jeff Hassan, was, he wrote an article for ESPN.com. And uh, basically... It says that MLB is considering doing a bubble playoff system so that after the outbreaks that the Marlins had and that the Cardinals currently have and all the games that are being canceled, they can't have that in the playoffs. So they're like, hey, if we just institute a bubble in like a couple of cities, then uh, maybe we can 
you know, limit the spread and limit the outbreaks until we can just not have to cancel any playoff games because, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, they like money, and they have a $1 billion contract if they can get the playoffs, uh, you know, off scot-free, and, uh, you know, get a World Series champion all that. They don't care who wins, they just want their billion dollars. So, uh, there's a lot of incentive for Major League Baseball to pull this sucker off. So, uh, yeah, basically, they... The article is just like, eh, the bubble system would be like, eh, it, like basketball or the NHL, where you just have a couple of cities. It'd probably be closer to the NHL one, in my estimation, because you can't just have one city where all the teams are. Um, that'd be silly. Uh, so it'd probably be in, like, a New York or Los Angeles, like so- Southern California, because there's a few there. They could expand to the Bay Area, is what Jeff Passon said. So there are options in California to do a bubble city, even though it'd be like a bubble state, which is weird. Um, and then they could also do like Chicago and then have, uh, both Wrigley field and guaranteed rate field where the white Sox play. Cause that's a great name. And then, uh, also Milwaukee is right there. So that could be a, another little bubble system. The, the trick is when they expanded the playoffs, now there are 16 teams as opposed to 10. So they could use it, you know, for basically they need to figure out how many, bubble cities that they need for 16 teams and uh, go from there. I like the SoCal idea. Also, weather is a thing. So that's why the SoCal idea is kind of enjoyable because you get all the all 16 teams in Southern California and then you could have some play at uh, Dodger Stadium, some play at Angel Stadium, some play at Padres Stadium because why didn't they do that? That uh, Petco, uh, Padres Stadium, that's what they should call it. Anyways, the big P. <laughs> I get why they didn't call it that now. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what it all boils down to is uh, where they can get games played due to weather and, you know, just proximity and keeping people away from one another as as much as possible. So New York could be a possibility as well. They they mentioned uh, Philadelphia would be there. They could also use Washington, D.C., where the Nationals play, and also Baltimore would be other spots that they could use in the New York area. It kind of depends on how many ballparks they need to utilize. And, you know, for damn sure, they're not going to play in Oakland. So if they come up to the Bay Area, they're going to AT and T Park. No, it's not even that anymore. It's uh, what Oracle. Yeah, they're going to Oracle. So in synopsis, uh, there might be a bubble plan. We don't know. They still got to do more stuff, but that's those are the options. Are there you know East Coast, West Coast, Middle of the country? The the end. Uh, let's get into the the Western stuff because that that was a lot of fun. I'm gonna start with the Astros just because they are on the left hand side of my page. So uh, you know it, it's like reading from left to right. That's what you do. That's how you read. The Astros beat the Giants six to four. Lance McCullers was really, really good. He flirted with a no-hitter. He took that into the seventh inning until Donovan Solano broke it up with a double in the seventh. Uh, Not to distract you from the fact that he now has a 15-game hit streak. So uh, Donovan Solano is good, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to do some more research on him before we have to travel up to Oracle this weekend. Uh, Keep an eye on Donovan Solano. Also, Mike Yastrzemski has been hitting the cover off the ball all season, so uh, I don't know if he did anything, but it doesn't matter. Also, uh, I thought that it was funny that Lance McCullers had a no-hitter going into the seventh when he, in fact, had hit a batter. Uh, Just for note of clarification, Lance McCullers not a rookie and still hitting guys. So, I mean, at this point, something has to be done to the pitching coach, right? If they can't throw strikes and they just keep plunking dudes, uh, maybe he shouldn't make any money this year. Maybe he should be suspended so that, uh, you know, they don't start more brawls because they keep hitting people. Also, real quick note on the side, uh, on MLB Network Radio, I think that's what it was, uh, Chris Bassett 
said that basically he feels like there's a double standard when teams play the Astros where they can hit five guys and they can't do anything. And uh, they're playing from behind and stuff like that. And that's, it was like a two minute clip. Uh, I, I retweeted it from the Lockdown A's account. Look it up. It's two minutes, pretty good audio. And uh, he sound, he basically said very succinctly and way more eloquently what I was trying to get through with my tweets and uh, yesterday's podcast. So uh, yeah, go give that a listen. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, so there's that. Anyways, moving back on to the West, you got the Mariners. They beat the Rangers 10-2, and the, the big note from that one is rookie Justin Dunn. He's a pitcher, and he did a, he's a talented prospect, too, so he, he's not a nobody. We're going to be seeing lots of Justin Dunn in the coming years. He went six innings, gave up seven hits. He allowed two runs, struck out two, and he got his first major league win. So good, good job on Justin Dunn. Congrats to him. Uh, love to see the Mariners, you know, doing well, I guess. Um, although... Here's a thought on why I wasn't that mad about the the Angels beating the A's today. And this is some four-dimensional stuff right here. Uh, four-dimensional chess. That's the what, what they always say people are doing, right? Playing four-dimensional chess. This, this is that four-dimensional chess for you. Um, I'm going to go through the standings real quick. I'll get back to it here in just one sec. A's, they are 12-5. and five. They are atop the AL West. Houston is now 7-9. and nine. They are four and a half games behind the A's. Texas, 6-9. and nine. They are five back of the A's. Seattle, 7-11. and 11. They are five and a half back of the A's. Los Angeles Angels, they are 6-11, and 11, and they are six games back of the A's. So the uh, the four-dimensional chess part of this is, if we can get Houston to miss the playoffs, that would be fantastic. Step one, obviously the A's need to keep their ranking atop the AL West and everything. Step two of this plan is uh, they need to get the Astros out of second place. And by dropping a game to the Angels that doesn't necessarily matter at this point in time, that's fine. That I'm okay with that. And they they made the Angels earn it too. So I mean, if the Angels get hot like as soon as the A's leave, then that's fine. That'd be great. I would love to see the Angels start accruing some wins. Basically, the best shot for the A's to make this not the A's for this to happen in general would be for Texas or the Angels to just catch fire. I think the Angels probably have more talent on their team overall. So they, I mean, they'd have to win some of these offensive battles a little bit. Texas, their pitching has been pretty decent, but they're, they don't have the hitting right now. So actually, as I was recording this, I came up with a, a new thing that uh, this is the, the big part of the, this new segment that I'm doing. It's called get the Astros out of second place and out of the playoffs. And so in the abbreviated standings, we have Houston atop the AL West part two, uh, with their seven and nine record and they're terrible half a game behind them. You got the, yeah, the Texas Rangers one game behind the Astros. You got the Seattle Mariners and a game and a half out of second place. You got the Los Angeles Angels. So, it's a really tight race here for second place. And by no means am I trying to sound cocky about the A's being in first place and, you know, being one of the better teams in baseball right now. I think that they are that good. And But, you know, they're playing good baseball right now. They could come down too. But as things currently stand, and after what happened on Sunday, I would really love to troll the Astros by just not letting them in the playoffs at all. Uh, I think that'd be great. And their bats aren't doing well. It'd be really funny if, you know, they went to the World Series twice. They won one. And, uh, you know, their first taste of not playing with trash cans, they don't make the playoffs. I think that'd be a great troll job by everybody. So sign petitions, call your congressmen, make this happen because uh, we're keeping the Astros out of the playoffs this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to thoroughly enjoy it. But uh, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to be back tomorrow with another episode for you guys. And on Thursday or Friday, I'm recording a new podcast with uh, Gabrielle. She was my host on the anti-Semitic podcast. Um, 
we're going to do a crossover episode between the Locked On Red Sox and Locked On A's. We're just going to be talking about uh, players that played with both teams. I haven't done the research yet. I don't know who we're going to talk about, but uh, it should be a lot of fun. So uh, tune in for that later this week. We're, we are definitely going to be talking about Dennis Eckersley. And uh, I may mention that my mom used to love his butt. So that is something to look forward to. Although, spoiler alert, I already said it. Um, anyway, sorry, mom. She doesn't listen to this podcast. That's fine. I'm not her favorite. Anyways, that's it for me today, you guys. Uh, stay indoors. Celebrate good times. Keep wearing those masks. Free Ramon. And uh, I'll talk with you guys tomorrow.